Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur podcast. I am so excited to have today's guest on. Susie Trigg Tucker is a speaker, a writer, and a mindset coach. And she's somebody that I have really connected with and followed on Instagram. And I am so excited because I know she's going to have a lot of valuable information to share with you guys. So, welcome, Susie. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Tara. I've been looking forward to speaking with you and so happy to be here today. Yeah. And I absolutely love your content. And I feel like mindset is a really huge piece that entrepreneurs especially struggle with. There's so many different mindset challenges. Everyone struggles with mindset in some ways, but especially entrepreneurs. So I love all the value that you share on Instagram. It's great. Thank you so much. I couldn't agree more. I started out as a general mindset coach, helping women with anything they needed help with, any area that they felt stuck. And I started getting just naturally entrepreneurs as clients early on in my business. And I got invited to speak at some online entrepreneur conferences and things like that and different podcasts. And I found that I love working with entrepreneurs so much because I have this belief that we are created for really big things. Each and every one of us created for huge things in this world. And we've been taught by society and school and a lot of different systems that we should play it small. And the truth is that we're uncomfortable to play big, but being an entrepreneur requires you to play big in a lot of ways. That is what my purpose is, is being here to help women step in to occupy their full space and not play small and do it in a way that feels good. Do it in a way that works for you because as you shine your light in the way that you feel comfortable shining your light, you're inviting others who are following suit. And so working with entrepreneurs is the biggest gift um, and honor to me because everyone I work with is a genius at their skill and they are helping other women or people. Some people work with men and women, but they're helping other people in the world. And I mean, I just couldn't ask for anything better than to be able to work with the type of women that I work with. It is awesome. I'd love to hear how you got started with this doing mindset work. Like what is your personal experiences with mindset? Yeah, thanks. So it's one of those things that hindsight is 2020, right? But when I look back on my entire life, I've always been somebody who is very deep. For most of my life, I thought that was a negative attribute. Even when I was a little kid and I would talk with my grandma or my aunt or my uncles, they would be like, Susie, you should be a therapist. <laughs> because I just could always pull out and read between the lines. And I'm really empathetic and compassionate. And so I was always able to deeply connect with other people. 
and be able to hold space for them to talk to me about things. And so I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to be a psychologist. And then to be really honest, when I went to college, I didn't have a clue about life or myself or the world. And I just wanted to get out as fast as possible. So I found the path of least resistance and did not go to become a psychologist. And then I followed kind of a superficial heart tug to become a teacher because all of my friends had went to school to be educators. And about that first year when I was working in a nine to five, I saw all of them had summers off and I was like, Ooh, I want summers (laughs) off. So I got my teaching certification and went into the field of teaching for the complete wrong reasons, but fell in love with it there. I started teaching first graders and second graders and thought, okay, like this is what it means to be passionate about something. I loved it so much. I got my master's degree and decided I wanted to be a principal. And then I had my own children and really started burning out in the education system. And I never, I decided I didn't want to be a principal and I never went that route. But the next step I took in my career in education, which was a 12 year career, was teaching teachers as an instructional coach. And I really liked that. I really liked coaching adults. Then that led me to leaving the education system and starting to work in the wine industry. And I trained winery teams on how to do hospitality, how to connect with their customers to sell a wine club. And I learned about sales and I learned about hospitality and I learned about connecting through selling, like relationship selling. And I loved it. But my heart has really always been for connecting with people and writing. I'm a writer. I love to write. I'm in the process of my book proposal right now. So at some point in that career in the wine industry, it just wasn't fulfilling me in the way that I knew I was built for something bigger. And so I had an opportunity to go out on my own. And I thought, okay, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to speak. I'm going to go do speaking engagements. And that's how I'll make my living. Well, that reality hit me really hard in the face that those two things don't just happen overnight to someone who has a few hundred Instagram followers. But I found Instagram and started Insta blogging there and finding a community and connecting with people everywhere about my mindset on my body, because that is how I came to mindset work. I had a lifelong struggle with disordered eating, binge disorder eating, and really had hatred for my body for most of my life. I got in therapy and started talking about the things that I was learning. I found the personal development world and became a voracious student of reading and learning everything I could about personal development and the mind and started talking about it on Instagram. And people started coming out of the woodworks. The more vulnerable I was, the more people came out and said, I see myself in your story in this way. And sometimes it was to do with body or disordered eating, but sometimes it was something completely different. They just felt a similar thread. And that blew my mind that we could be on this little app and I could be connecting with women that I've never met, you know, that live across the country or across the world or women that I've known my whole life here in my community that I thought just had it all together and come to find out we're all human and we all experience humanity and our humanness. I had to follow that. And I hired a life coach for myself, someone that I just saw on Instagram. I thought, what is this about? I didn't even know anything about the coaching industry. And she helped me so very much. Her name is Rachel Collins. And I thought, wow, 
I would love to do this because if you've helped me this much in this area, I think I could help women too. And I started asking her questions about the coaching industry, learned that I didn't need to get a certification because of that time. It wasn't a financial possibility for me. I was on my own at a contracting job, but I shortly lost that contracting job in the wine industry when COVID hit. So in January of 2020, I decided I'm going to try this coaching thing. And that's where I started. To be really honest, I just truly started having a real legit business in August of 2020 because when COVID came along and the pandemic came along and I lost my one source of income, which was the contracting job I had in the wine industry, I face planted. I thought, I don't know how to start a business. I can't start an online business without having some cushion of income. And again, a coach was my guiding light. I scraped up the pennies that I had during that time and hired a coach and she coached me and helped me grow and helped me become stronger. And in that three month period from about March to June of 2020, I was like, okay, there's not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that coaching is amazing. And it's what I'm supposed to do. And I've now had these two coaches help me tremendously. And in June, I just made an internal decision that I wasn't going to go back to teaching. I was going to make this work. And I did. And I've had a lot of help along the way from different coaches. I've never, well, I wouldn't say I've never been afraid to invest, but I've always pushed through the fear and had the faith that investing would always be worth it for me. And it has been. And In August, I created an online workshop called Love Yourself Here, which talked about self-acceptance, where you are today in the very shoes that you stand in or bare feet that you stand in. Meaning in my tagline, what my book is about is love yourself here to get yourself there. So meaning you have to have this love and acceptance for yourself where you are, regardless of your circumstances, because without that, you can get the things, the clients, the money, the degree, the baby, the husband, whatever the goal is. And you'll arrive there without loving yourself first and you will be still empty, unfulfilled. And so you'll continue throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I knew this because as a very ambitious person, my resume on paper was filled with degrees and jobs and a house and a marriage and all the things And I was empty inside for a very long time. Yeah. And in a nutshell, that is how it came to be. Now I'm helping entrepreneurs because again, like I said, I started getting entrepreneurs as my one-on-one clients from that workshop. Many of them were entrepreneurs and I niched down to that. So hearing you talk about how you're going to feel empty if you don't have the love for yourself. I was just like internally nodding. And yes, that is exactly what happened to me with my original jewelry business. It grew so huge. And I was like, this is my dream. This is what I wanted to happen. And then it was just like, something was missing. It didn't feel right. And my husband kind of thought I was crazy to sell the business and let it go when I was making all this money, but it just wasn't fulfilling. And it was really in the past year, year and a half, where I've been really finding myself as an entrepreneur and being more comfortable Mm -hmm. in who I am as a person and and being more vulnerable, that has really lit something inside of me, I feel like. So I love how you worded that. And to your point, 
as entrepreneurs, and the reason I love working with entrepreneurs is because if we're not sold on us, we can't sell others on us. And I don't mean that it's not possible because of course it is. I mean, you experienced that. You were successful on paper and to other people seeing that people who would define success as making money, having a lot of clients, living your dream, but without that self-love and without being sold on yourself first, it didn't matter, right? It was like you got there and it fell flat. And unfortunately, I think this is a really big problem in the online space is it's amazing. It's, it's a miracle to me. Like we're living in this miracle of being able to have the online space to do anything you want, you know, sell anything, service or product that you want, make your own rules. And so many people are massively successful in the terms of making a lot of money, being time and financially free, that kind of thing. But the comparison game is really tough on online entrepreneurs, the imposter syndrome, the trying what everyone else is doing. And like, you know, what becomes the, okay, let me get the next degree. Let me lose the next amount of weight. Let me try this now in my business. Let me try this strategy. Let me do this. And you begin throwing things at the wall and maybe you achieve that financial goal that you were after and you feel flat. And so you begin to think it's a you problem, not, you know, you're like, well, I've tried everything. And so it must be me. And that's where, what I do with entrepreneurs is we work on number one, self-love and self-trust, selling you on you first. And with the coaches that I work with, I don't only work with coaches, but I have a lot of clients who are coaches themselves. And we work on being your own best client. So really being in integrity with yourself and the self-care and the self-love and the self-trust and honoring your intuition, that kind of thing, because it's true. Then when we get to that place that we want to achieve that goal, we, we arrive there, we're validated already. And that is one of the biggest things that I talk about and want to teach is validating, celebrating, whatever you want to call it, yourself at every milestone. And it goes back to the theory of my love yourself here to get yourself there. Because if you can't validate yourself in, well, I've been really scared to go live and I finally went live and really celebrate yourself there. And when I say that, I don't mean the Mylar balloon (laughs) pop in champagne on Instagram, (laughs) Insta-worthy photo, though that's fine if you do that. But what I really mean is sitting with that. So taking a moment to sit in stillness and listen to the inner chatter in your mind that normally may have been like, well, you stuttered the whole time. You had to look at your notes a thousand times. Well, nobody liked it. Well, nobody engaged. Instead, recognizing that chatter, observing it gently, not judging yourself for it, and instead changing the conversation internally to be You did something that felt really hard and scary. You were brave. You were courageous. And if you're willing to get better, it will get better, right? Like just changing that inner conversation and doing that at every marker in your business is what will allow you to get to a point that you are financially time-free, all of the things. But more than that, you're just free as a human. You're free from thoughts that just make you doubt yourself. You're free from worry and it's a miraculous place to be. (laughs) And it's for everyone. It's not just for certain people who are created this way or have this thing or have this attribute. It's created for everyone. It's a matter of doing 
the mindset work to get you there. That's so important too. So many people just think mindset is like a trendy word. Once you really dive into it and how many triggers there are, like when you're talking about negative self-talk, like that's something that I've really worked on. And it's one thing that's helped me is when I intentionally change those thoughts, I tell myself, if I have a negative thought about myself, I think, is this something that I would tell my best friend? And if not, why am I saying it to myself? My first live workshop that I did, I had two people register for it. And I was really in my head about that. But then after I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And after I did it, I celebrated because that was a huge win for me, just showing up and doing it. I don't care how it went, how many people signed up. The fact that I did it was incredible. (laughs) Yeah. We really have to consider ourselves like you would your best friend, or, you know, if you have kids, like you would encourage your child, it's that important. And the mindset being trendy, I get how sometimes that can be a common misperception because it's newer. We're talking about things that before in, you know, that we, a lot of us were raised to no, 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 no. We don't speak about that. We don't speak about Mm -hmm. that. We, we do that behind closed doors or we put on a pretty face and go out to the world and show them that everything's okay. Or we show them that we're really strong and we can make it through this. And so it is a newer topic to be more accepted. It's not taboo like it used to be for our generation. My grandma probably still thinks it's taboo to talk about the things that I talk about (laughs) out in public. But the truth is that this is, in my opinion, doing this mindset work. The reason it's so important is because truly it's how we're going to change the world. So Tara, from you doing the mindset work that you've done and you taking that initiative for yourself and following through and continuing to feel the spots that trigger, feel the spots that rub raw and not being afraid of the discomfort to go there. What you're doing is you're breaking generational patterns from your family. And so you will continue to pass what you've learned down to the next generation and so on and so forth. And you will share what you have learned with the way that you do the way with your audience, with your friends, with your clients. And this is the way that we actually have a footprint on this world is we go first, we lead ourselves first through it. And then we turn it around and we invite people into this world and we connect people with, you know, maybe coaches that can help them or we can help them in our own experience. It's such a powerful thing to think about how every little piece of content that you put out or every little thing that you do, you're really making more of an impact than you can even imagine. Like if you're impacting one person, that is a win and is so huge. And that's really what I love about the online space is how it's so possible. But I would love to hear like when you were talking about at the beginning, when you were starting on Instagram and building your community and people were able to relate to you because you were being vulnerable How hard was it for you to be vulnerable at the start, like on social media? Because I know that's something that probably a lot of our listeners struggle with. They they struggle to really be their true selves and be vulnerable on social. They still see the shiny, perfect images and are trying to maybe do that, or they're just scared and holding themselves back from putting themselves out there. For sure. It was definitely something that I struggled with in the beginning because I battled perfectionism in a very 
debilitating way that looking back the beginning of my Instagram, you can see the tone is different because even when I was sharing vulnerably in the beginning, I wanted it to appear a certain way. So it was like, let me give you my mess in this really pretty bowl (laughs) and this really pretty thing. So I definitely bought into that. I definitely had those fears. I really cared or felt really scared what people in my real life would think, you know, it was like less intimidating to write it to someone I didn't know to a faceless person who may see it. But when I thought about, oh my gosh, when I walk through the grocery store and my community, these people that have seen me and know me in real life, see that, what are they going to think? Are they talking about me? That was my biggest trip up because I'm from a fairly small town and I've grown up here. Like I've known everyone here. It's getting bigger. So I don't know everyone here anymore, but that was a big hang up for me. My advice or my, what I would say to someone I was coaching about this is that before you can step in and it's part, it's all part of the process, right? So in stepping into your truth, in figuring out who you really are, learning your voice, it's going to be really bumpy. It's going to be unpolished. The first time it, you may put it in a pretty bowl and you may go back and reread that and think that wasn't the real me. That was still with the plexiglass around myself. But what you have to, the first step is you have to be willing to walk toward the discomfort. And the way that I found the more and more that I found my voice And I will tell you, like, really honestly, I'm still stepping into it. I think I just made a massive breakthrough in my personal and business life that I'm becoming even more myself and stepping even more into my truths. And the reason is for anyone listening that feels this, I want you to think about your purpose. And I know this sounds cheesy, right? But stick with me. Think about your purpose. What is the reason that you're doing what you're doing? Who are you helping? How are you changing their lives? How are you serving them? For me, service is everything. And the reason I say I just had this breakthrough is because a lot of us in this space get caught in, but we need to make money. And if you're caught there, and I'm not saying you don't need to, I get that. We all have bills to pay and things to support. But if you're caught in, I must make this work because I need to make money, you're not going to be able to put yourself out there in service because you have like a big invisible boulder standing in your way. So what I recommend is getting back to the basics of why are you here? If you need to make money, there are much easier ways (laughs) than being an online (laughs) entrepreneur. Because as you said, Tara, this world is one of the hardest places to be. And the people that make it are the ones that are willing to walk toward the discomfort. So what's the reason? What's the drive behind it? What's your why? And get really clear about that. And when you know who that person you're serving is, and I don't mean that she shops here and she lives here and she likes to exercise like this. I mean, you know what her circumstances or what it may be, and maybe you don't, but you know what she's thinking. You know how she feels and you know what she's doing right now. And you know how she can think, feel, and do differently after she's experienced your service, after she's bought your product. When you write from that place, you are coming at it from a service angle and it feels so much better. And if you believe in your 
service and your product so much and you believe in the impact that it has on the woman that purchases your service or product, then it makes it a lot easier to walk toward that discomfort and to be okay with maybe somebody in your real life or your grandma or whomever follows you on Instagram to be like, well, that's weird or well, that's, you know, and whatever they'll say about it. So it's a willingness to experience discomfort is the ultimate answer. That's so powerful. I'm just like listening intently to everything you're saying because I just resonate so much with it that I'm like in deep thought (laughs) every time you talk and then I'm like blanking on questions or where to go next. I'm just, and I hope the listeners are taking this all in because everything you're saying is so valuable. It's really making me think of my experiences in new ways that I didn't really think of. Like one thing that I struggled with, especially because I started an e-commerce with my jewelry business, that wasn't really a business where I connected with people. It was more money and profit and what can I do to make more money? It wasn't like, who am I serving? Yes, I have customers that are buying my jewelry for some reason, maybe for an event or to feel some way when they wear it, but I'm not really connecting with them on that level. So for me to go from, and I think that's why I was so unfulfilled is because it was just, it felt really like hustle. And I do not like feeling that way. Like I'm constantly hustling. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I never thought about it that way until you just said that, but I'm like, yeah, that's probably a big part of why I lost my love and passion for it. And why I got burnt out is because I, it was just focused on the dollars. I think that I mean, I'm, this is a pretty big blanket statement, but most people who are choosing Instagram as their platform want that connection piece. You want the humanity, like literally the pictures being able to like see or any platform where you are interacting with people. And I know it's not all faces, but to me, if you choose to show up here and on Instagram where you're, you know, even on TikTok or something like that, even Clubhouse, where you're actually being able to have a personal connection in seeing or hearing the face of your of the person you're buying from, I think you are seeking personal connection. And you are, mm-hmm. a lot of us are in this for the service. So when you think about what you do, when you think about your service and how it changes the person's life, that is the driver for me that if I can, am I willing to be uncomfortable and have people say things about me that I don't like? If my ideal client hears me and it changes her life, you better bet your bottom dollar that I'm willing to do that. It's so important. So many people struggle with that. I think it's fear of failure, fear of like a lot of people tend to be people pleasers. So they don't want to, but as an entrepreneur, it's kind of like, there are going to be people who just don't like you or who don't connect with you. And that's fine. Like you have to be able to move on and focus on those who you are able to connect with and are learning from you and are the right fit for you. And I think that goes back to like, you really encourage you to look at how what you're doing is bigger than you. Because when we make it about us, and if you think about people pleasing and fear of failure and those kinds of things, 
that's making it about us, right? It's really, you know, putting our faith in the failure. It's putting our faith in the other people's opinions or gossip or talking about or whatever. And when you look at what you're doing as bigger than you, and you look at how you're serving in that way, and you look at how you're stepping into occupy your full space that you have been given because you are a human and you were so loved that you were created with so much love that you're, you're worthy just because you are. And this is the work, right? Like I'm saying this and it's rolling off of my tongue and it sounds really great. But the truth is, this is the work is to getting to understanding this. It's to peeling back your layers. And when you have that understanding and knowing of what you're doing is bigger than you and it becomes not about you anymore, it's easier to shed the people pleasing. It's easier to shed the fear of failure and see failure in a different way, see failure as part of your journey, all of that kind of thing. And that comes from going beneath the surface. I actually wrote a post about this yesterday and I was thinking about like, what do people in this industry for the most part, or the people that I work with, I should say, because I I can't speak for people I haven't worked with, but the people that I work with who are making it in their business and feeling very fulfilled in it, What are they doing differently, thinking differently, feeling differently? And it's actually the opposite order. What are they thinking differently, feeling differently, and doing differently? And it is not that they're going out and seeking more and more information. It is that they are asking themselves better questions and being willing to be uncomfortable in whatever comes up in those questions. So for example, talking about people pleasing, I see this a lot in my clients' content that they're writing things that they have a spicy or a bold or a unpopular opinion about something. And they are asking themselves this question, like, how can I write this so that it pleases everyone? It appeals to everyone. People can read it and they can get like a little bit of my opinion, but they're not going to be up in you know arms about it. So they're, without knowing it, they're asking themselves, how can I dilute me, (laughs) right? And the better question to ask is, if my ideal client hears this in her soul and it helps her in my spicy, full, awkward, whatever way, am I willing to put it out? And the answer to that is, Heck yes to me. And so, but this is the work. I I want to make sure that we understand that this, it's not just a big, like, oh, I want to do that. I do it. Or you can like snap your fingers and, yeah, and yeah. things change. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you certainly can, you certainly can go out and write a piece of content. And, and so here's what I would say if you decide to do that today. Like if you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to write my content. I'm not going to water it down. I'm not going to write it to please the masses. I'm going to write it for me and my ideal client, because we do the dance together, no one else. So if you decide to do that, you go out and you do it. And then you get like, what I want you to do is I want you to be a gentle observer of yourself. Okay. For everyone listening, this can go for imposter syndrome. This can go for fear of failure. This goes for people pleasing in your content or in your service or what you offer or your fear of selling anything like that. I want you to just imagine yourself as a gentle observer and imagine that you are. So I always have this here on my desk because, and you can't see it. I know those of you listening, but I have a a rock in my hand and we tend to have our thoughts so close to us. And so I'm holding the rock up to my head right now, 
pressed up against my head. But instead, I want you to think about your thoughts. And now I'm holding the rock in my hand and I'm looking down at it. And so I want you to just imagine yourself a gentle observer of your thoughts and a compassionate observer of your thoughts. So let's say you did that spicy post and you put it out. You got you know the courage to do that and you didn't water it down. And then you, you press you know post and you instantly have a vulnerability hangover and you want to delete and you feel like you're going to throw up. Instead of taking action, I want you to put like a wedge of awareness in between your thought and feeling and action. And I want you to just gently observe the thoughts that are happening in your mind. That means see the thought of, I should delete this and just see it. See the thought of, I feel like puking and just see it. See the thought of, what will my aunt Linda think? (laughs) And just observe it. Allow yourself to feel what comes up. Allow yourself to think what comes up. Allow yourself to get that ball in your throat that you literally feel like you're going to puke the anxiety, the things that come up. Allow that to be. And tell yourself in your mind, I'm safe. (laughs) This is not going to make me cease to exist. This is not going to make me irrelevant. I'm safe. I stood in my truth. And I want you to watch the feelings change. Watch the thoughts change from, I want to puke. So-and-so is going to judge me. Maybe to, there's a twinge of, this feels really good. (laughs) This feels really powerful. Oh, what's that feeling that I feel? Is that powerful? Is that bold? Is that excitement, right? So really just, if you sit with yourself, if you're willing to do that and you're willing to go through those icky things that first come up, you will see the evolvement of your thoughts and feelings. And if you're willing to be still enough with it and let that happen, you'll notice the change. And you'll also notice that it becomes like if we had a scale, like a number line of like the negative feeling anxious, feeling worried. And then on the other side of the number line, feeling you know excited or pleased or even just neutral about it, you'll notice the dial moving up. I love that. I I could just listen to you talk all day about mindset and it's just, there's so many valuable insights here. I'm so excited to have you on because I know people are going to get so much value from you. I know that you work with women on coaching through one-to-one services and you have an awesome offer for our listeners, but I'd love to hear you talk about like what it's like to work with you or how that works if somebody has never worked with a coach before? Sure. So at this very moment, I am only offering the high level one-on-one mentorship. And what that looks like is it's high touch and it's highly transformational. And what I mean by that is we get on a call together. We, I don't have formulas. I don't have like, we go through this and then this, and then this, I meet you where you are. I am somebody that I've walked through the fire and you can still smell the smoke on me. So what I love about what I do with my one-on-one clients is a lot of times I'm not very much further ahead of them, which makes me super relatable. And when you can still smell the fire on somebody, it's like, okay, I know, you know, and I trust (laughs) you. Right. So it's a six month program. I used to offer three months, but what happens is I'm a mindset coach for entrepreneurs, but what holds entrepreneurs back is not that they don't know what to do. A lot of times it's, I call it mind drama, right? It's like the stuff that comes up between our ears. It's the doubt. It's the fear of failure. It's the imposter syndrome. It's the not feeling good enough, not feeling deserving, all of those. 
And sometimes, or most of the time, when we start working together, you come to me and I say, where are you right now? And where do you want to be? And what do you think is keeping you stuck from there? What do you think the problem is? And people, they download on me immediately. I've never had anyone say, I really don't know. They know. They've usually just been waiting for someone to hold space for them because a lot of times they are people pleasers and they've spent their life holding space for others. And having a call with me is like just your time to download. So they'll talk. They'll give me the download of, you know, what's going on. Maybe it's something that's just happened in the business. Maybe it's something that is even in the personal life. A lot of times personal things come up because in order to get where we want to be in our business and fully show up in our business, we have to feel right in our personal life too. We have to be okay in our personal life too. So we do touch on personal things too, and we touch on business things. And I listen to you and I pull out your blind spots. I teach you how to manage your thought at first, how to even notice your thoughts, look at them like the gentle observer we talked about. And then I pull out your blind spots. I'm like writing down your thoughts the entire time. We talk about the piece of faith that comes along with this. Um, And I, I give you tools to learn to do this on your own. And I, I guess my biggest goal with my clients is for them to have their own back, you know, to be able to work through the mind drama. If I'm not there, I don't want you to need me. My goal with you is to teach you to be able to do this for yourself. But in the beginning, I'm there quite present with you. My clients have very high touch access to me. So they have Voxer with me anytime. And we have a once a week Zoom calls. And then usually we work through kind of all of the stuff. And when they start to feel strong and they start to step into their personal power. And for some people, the three-month mark, for a lot of people, it's about the three-month mark that they really start to step into that personal power. Some people sooner, some people more. And then we really dive into like, let's take a look at what you're doing in your business and how, and really starting to scale. Because I think I said this, and if I didn't, my belief is that you don't scale your business with information alone. You scale your business in your mind by scaling your mind first. It's asking the better questions. And so I teach you how to do all of this. And this is not to say that strategy is not part of it because it definitely is. I'm not ever going to give you strategy. I will give you suggestions, but I will never say, here's how I did it. You should do it this way too. I want you to say to me, like, here's what I like to do. Here's what feels good. Here's what I've tried. Here's what I want to try. And we're going to talk about you do it. Let's get you feeling good about it because my belief is all strategy works and all strategy doesn't. In the online space, I believe that's true because if you look at anybody who's at the top of your industry right now or the top of your niche, they've gotten there a different way. And so they can sell their strategy to you and anybody can sell their strategy to you. But the truth is if it's not aligned with you and it doesn't feel good and you won't do it consistently, it's not going to work. So I want to talk to you about how do you know when it feels good? How do you know when it feels aligned and when it doesn't? And what will you feel so great about that you'll do it consistently? Because consistency is what gets us momentum in our business and scales us too. So six-month container. And yes, I am offering just one-on-one at this moment. However, there is some news coming around the corner. So I'd love for you guys to follow along with me where I will be offering a group container that'll be coming sometime in the next couple of months. So keep your eyes out for that. But at this moment, 
one-on-one is my offer and it's highly transformational. It's unlike any other experience, even in therapy, because, and I'm not, I'm not a therapist and not claiming to be better than a therapist, but it's just a different experience because of the level you have access to me. I feel like that's so important. And I love that you find that the three month mark is usually the average for the majority where they start to step into their own power but because it's six months, like they don't just start to step into it and then they're on their own. I love that you have packaged it in, in that kind of a container with what you've learned on, on how your clients transform. Well, I learned that I won't say the hard way, but I learned it in trying the three months um, because I had a thought, you know, to be completely honest, like nobody will want to sign up for six months. That's a really big commitment, that kind of thing. I, I had that thought preventing me from a while from doing it for a while, but I'll, offer this to anyone listening who gets stuck in those same type of mind drama about their offer. What helped me stand firm in my new offer is it's because it serves the client best. Because at three months, most people were were resigning because they weren't ready to be finished yet. They knew there was more work to be done. But the ones who weren't, I saw them in keeping in touch with them quickly going back to comfortable ways And so I realized that it wasn't in service to keep the container at three months. It's more in service to the client to go for six. And so again, it comes back to that service piece. So when you're thinking about your offers and you're thinking about selling, I really want you to think about if what you have to offer is the thing that your ideal client has been looking for, searching for, hoping for, maybe she doesn't know it, but when she reads that post that has the offer in it, or she sees your sales page with the offer, she's like, yes, this is the solution that I have been looking for. Why wouldn't you offer that multiple times a week, if not every day? Why wouldn't you put that call to action at the end of end of every post if it's in service to her? That's how I like to think about selling. That's I how I shifted my mindset too, because at first it was like, oh, I don't really want to talk about my offers or what I have available just because I don't want to be salesy. But when you reframe it in a way that I'm not being salesy, I'm not like, Hey, buy this. I'm, I created something because it's valuable and it will help somebody and they just need to hear it and be aware of it. Or if you don't talk about it, then they're never going to know it's there and that it can help them. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I am so excited that you were able to join me today. This has been so awesome. And we will have all of your links in the show notes as well as your Instagram. I strongly encourage anyone, if you are feeling like you are struggling with mindset or you want some motivation or some clear out the mind drama, as you call it, which I love how you word that, definitely follow Susie on Instagram because her content is fabulous. Thank you. And I forgot to mention uh, kind of a big deal. I forgot to mention, but I am offering to anyone listening and I do offer a free call. So if this is something that you feel like, I feel a little heart tug that I may want to see what this is about. It's a free call. I coach you on the call. So I, my goal with this call is I want you to walk away with that call knowing I can make changes or I you know have a big breakthrough. So we'll spend the majority of the call coaching, just like we would, if I was coaching you in, if I was your coach and then the last Uh, 10 to 15 minutes, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. But I do have that link in my bio on Instagram and I've given Tara the link as well. So you can feel free to book that call with me if this is something that you feel pulled toward. And I definitely recommend everyone 
working with a coach is a surefire way to grow your business much quicker, much more authentic. And if you feel like you're trying to do all of the things or all of the strategies, and it's just like your business is starting to not light you up, working on mindset and with a coach is going to give you so much impact for your business. I can't recommend it enough. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been awesome. And everyone go follow Susie on Instagram. Thanks so much, Tara. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at thetarareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.